Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Joining me as usual is the Vaisalis cover model, Mia St. Obey. Hey, Mia, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, warm and sunny, and the salmon are running down, uh, running up the river near my place, so that's really a fun time of year for me. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was just at my dad's over the weekend, and he lives right on Lake Huron, and we get to see the salmon run every year, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, quite stinky, but it's pretty <laughs> cool to see. There's so many of them. But you know what this thing we were talking about this weekend is? I think that there should be a bylaw against fishing right at where they're doing their thing. Doesn't make yes. sense to me. Yes. Give them a little privacy. Right? Like, yeah. They're going there to lay babies and then die. So, you know, you're trying to kill them before they kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. There's guys standing there for like days. I'm calling days. My dad said he caught some guy with a net. So then he said something, you know, but like he scared the guy off a little bit because that's. That's, you know, unnecessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's, let's not be greedy. Right? Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, those poor little yeah. fish have enough to deal with. Well, they're trying to do their thing. Leave them alone. <laughs> Leave them alone. That's right. Give them a couple, <laughs> a couple hours of privacy. Exactly. And if we, and if we don't, the, you know, we're not going to have any salmon. That's the mm-hmm. other side of it, right? I mean, the where we were, I'd be hard-pressed not to believe that there was, was, like, double the amount of salmon there was normally, you know, this year. There's, I think there's normally way more than that, so. Mm, yeah. It's but it's, they're tasty, so. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. It, you know, you, when you talk about that, I think that's a really important thing when it comes to just how we live our lives and the values that we have. I remember mm-hmm. I, I went on a trip to the Okanagan and I stayed at a bed and breakfast. And the person who owned the bed and breakfast had, I think it was a cherry tree, but it might have been a nectarine or apricot tree. It was, it was a, a fruit. The fruit was in season. It was ripe. It was delicious. And we were staying there for like two days. And there was a lady who was also staying there so um, as a guest and so the person that owned it said, oh, if you want, you know, help yourself. So I went up and got a ladder and, and you know, I got like, I don't know, two or three or four handfuls of, of I think it was cherries. And, you know, I thought, well, this is good for us. You know, we can all have some cherries and there's lots left over. Well, the lady, the other lady that was staying got up there and she just stripped the tree of every cherry there was. And, <laughs> and I thought, you know. Like, it's not like they're going to grow a whole bunch of more cherries, right? I mean, once the cherries are done, they're done. And yeah. I just thought, you know, how inconsiderate. I mean, you weren't thinking about the the uh, birds that like to eat the cherries, you know, and you weren't thinking about other people who may be coming and staying. You weren't thinking about us because if you'd have been there first, we would have got none. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, like, that was really greedy, right? Yeah. No, I totally would think the same thing, especially if there's a group of other people there, for sure. Yeah, it's like, come on, you know, and uh, and there'd be other people staying later in the week, right, or the next yeah. week. So it was just yeah. it just sort of really – and she just got up there, and she was so proud of how hard she'd worked. So, wow. you know, different, different values, and I guess as we're growing up, we, you know, we – 
we learn the values of our parents and, and of our culture. And sometimes uh, some of those values and habits that we create are not uh, helping us anymore. Like I have a, a habit of ice cream cones <laughs> from my youth. And I've been working on breaking that habit because, uh, you know, it's just uh, at, when you're over 50, you know, an ice cream cone in the morning and an ice cream cone in the afternoon and an ice cream cone in the evening just doesn't uh, burn off the way it did when you were. And I'm, of course, I'm exaggerating, but, <laughs> but I can imagine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is really good. So, uh, you know, so changing habits can be a problem and a challenge for us, can't it? Something very challenging. And I think most people, you know, even the best of the best out there will struggle with it from time to time. And other people will, you know, have an easier or have different habits implemented for someone else. So some, you know, things like fitness and weight loss could be easier for one person than the next because they have some habits already put in place. Right. Right. But yeah. it was um, one of my girlfriends, she is a mental sports consultant, so fancy term for sports psychologist. And she, <laughs> uh, she was talking to me about this stuff one day and talking to me about willpower specifically, you know, because you do need willpower to go work out. You need willpower to, to not have cake every night or not have ice cream every day. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was interesting because she was talking to me about it, like almost like a sim, like, you only have a certain amount. It's almost like a thing. You have a certain amount of willpower every day, and you use it up throughout the day. So it's not like you have an endless supply each day. You actually have a certain amount, and so you sometimes find yourself throughout the day, uh, your willpower starts to decrease, right? I'll give you an example. Every day, I've told you this before, I have to wake up eat, do my e- answer my emails, and then go work out. Like, that's my routine that I have to follow. Yes. If it gets anywhere by, you know, let's say, uh, oh, God, 12, after 12, my willpower to want to work out decreases significantly. <laughs> and if we're talking, like, 4 o'clock and onward, even forget about it. You know, I've already been like, yeah, okay, tomorrow. <laughs> Back in it, I'll do a better, better job tomorrow, you know. So... I can totally relate to that, your willpower decreasing throughout the day. That is a great point. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking, wow, like so many times in my life, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I do it. And then all of a sudden it's like I'm doing something else or I'm not. I'm doing the opposite of what I wanted <laughs> to do. And, and it's just like, why? You know, and of course you, I want to beat myself up. And then I'm just thinking like, you know, why am I not, you know, forcing this through or as determined as I was, you know, a couple hours ago. And the idea that we use up that willpower is a really interesting concept. For yeah, me. isn't it? And I, I found it helpful because if you can understand these things and you can set your day up accordingly, you know, if you work for yourself, my gosh, you are having willpower to wake up in the morning, to eat, to train, to do work. Like you have nobody telling you to do these things, you know, yeah. so it's, even that much more difficult. But when it comes to like weight loss and fitness, a lot of the stuff, if you're not used to it, you're trying to have willpower to do something you don't want to do. Right. Let's, I don't know. So you love eating a bag of chips every day. I have a friend. I'm a chip fiend too. It's my vice, but I have a friend who used to eat a bag of chips every single day. And so if you're trying to find willpower to, to do, to not do that thing, it's not easy, you know? So right. 
why not set yourself up to create these habits so that you can actually practice doing these, not doing these things you actually want to do, right? Like, yep. and when it comes to training and to weight loss and stuff, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're saying, okay, I have to focus on my nutrition and I don't get to bed early enough, so I have to get to bed properly. And then I have to really make sure that I eat breakfast because I don't really eat breakfast very well. And then I have to get to the gym and I want to get to the gym like five days a week. And we're talking this person doesn't really do that much to begin with, right? So you're throwing all of these things that you have to have a good, strong amount of willpower to do. And then you get frustrated with yourself when your willpower runs out and you've only had three meals a day, which is great, by the way, instead of six. Like you said you were going to do because you're going to be hardcore this time and this time you're going to make it work. You know, my last coach, he, he drilled that in my head, really, really helped me to understand that, um, that you can't force yourself to do something. You're not going to, you're not going to say this time is it five days a week. I'm going to be hardcore at the gym when you're not prepared to do that. And then you set yourself up for failure and make yourself feel like a piece of crap (laughs) because you haven't accomplished that. And thus begins this vicious cycle of setting yourself up for I'm going to be hardcore and then only doing half of it. And then you feel bad about yourself and then you give up. Right. Huh. The other thing that's going through my head as I'm listening to you, Mia, is the importance of um, what we did 10, 20, 30, 40 odd years ago. Because those are our, um, you know, habits that are more and more ingrained in us and, as I yeah. was listening to you, like one of the things that I did when I was young, like, and I'm talking probably 12, 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. is I took, took up judo. And cool. Yeah. And, of course, what I had to do is I had to work exercise. It was Saturday morning, right? So I had to go to judo class. I, I, went to, I didn't have to. I wanted to go to judo class every Saturday morning. And if I didn't work out and make myself strong, I got crap beat out of me right yeah not not just by the other students but also by the because we would exercise to start like our teacher would say okay 50 sit-ups you know 25 push-ups whatever it was you know do this do that and we we were like i can remember just because i walked there and it was probably two two or three mile walk um i can remember just dragging myself home and just like oh you know just being totally wrecked and Mm -hmm. uh, because at 13, 14, 15, you know, who, you know, there's no pacing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, True. Uh, so one of the things that I did was, of course, every day I did push-ups. Every day I did sit-ups. I didn't know, you know, a lot of anything else to do. And I had – someone must have given it to me at Christmas or my birthday. I had the um, – oh, I don't even know what you call them. They're like the spring wires. they got two handles, and you can do a whole bunch of, you know, arm exercises with it. Yeah, like resistance bands. Yes, like the fitness bands. So that's yeah. what I did. Like every day I'd do, you know, 20, 30, 40 of these exercises and I'd do, you know, do them, go through this routine of about 10 of them and then do it two or three times. And then I mm-hmm. got away from it, of course, in, in my later years. And recently I somehow acquired another one. And I've, what I've noticed is it's really easy for me at the same time that I was doing them before. So I, I think I was doing them in the morning and I would do them again at night. And I just find before I go to bed, I, I can just do do these series of exercises. A little, you know, not as <laughs> not as many rings, you know, strip bands on as I had before. Uh, but I find it really easy, and it just surprises me. It's like, oh, yeah, the, and I 
I keep them where I can see them so it reminds me. And then she's like, oh, yeah, before I go to bed, I'm just going to do these exercises. And, exactly, because uh, you've been doing them for so long. You know? Yes. And, but the thing with that, what I take away from that is you started with something that you love doing or that you were excited about doing, you yes. know, with those, with the classes. So that's, you know, my first piece of advice is to start small. So you start with one thing. Pick one goal. If you're someone that, you know, is used to focus on nutrition and sleeping and exercising, all of my clients, they just start out with their training regime. So they, however many times a week that the program says they have to train, they focus on that and that's it. And then slowly but surely we start introducing other things, but they're all coming to me and they're excited and they're ready to want to take their challenges to another level or just to learn some different things. Um, so they have the willpower themselves. I'm not telling them, okay, this is what you have to do. They're coming to me saying, I'm excited about this. Yes. So that was the same with track and field. Saturday morning, every single Saturday for as long as I can remember was practice, you know, and everyone, you know, that sucks. You can't go up Friday night. I feel bad for you. And I was like, don't feel bad for me. This is what I want to do. I'm very excited about it, you know. Yep. Yep. So not only can you start with a small goal, but do something you like to do. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So if you don't love going to the gym, you can start out with a class and then get in the habit of working out with a class to the point where it's just not even a thought. You just go at the times that you're supposed to go or the, or the schedule says, and you just create this habit for yourself. And then the next thing you know, you feel great, you look great, you've met some people, you've got a good report at the gym, and you want to try lifting some weights. So then you introduce that next habit. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. And if you, and when you're just starting out too, like the classes, it's probably a good idea to get a buddy to help you out. Right. Like I know with the, like I go to hot yoga quite often, two or three times a week. And in the beginning I had a friend who also wanted to go to hot yoga and lived nearby. And I was on the way to the hot yoga. So they stopped and picked me up. So I get this phone call. I'll be there in five minutes, and I, I couldn't it. say no, right? Yeah. There was no yeah. way. So I would be ready at the door when they came, and we would go together. We'd do the, the hot yoga, and then after about six months, he moved, uh, you know, 20 miles away. And and uh, but I my habit was now ingrained, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on my way to hot yoga. I don't need him coming, but I know that in the beginning, I'd have gone two or three times and then never gone again. Yeah. Because yeah, I had no absolutely. habit, and I had no yeah. uh, no history of doing that. Exactly, or no desire to, right? But so that brings my next point up: is you want to make it convenient. So you want to make it something yeah. that you're you're starting out small, something that is is going to be enjoyable and fun for you to start with, and then finding something that's actually convenient. So because you had a ride to class every day, you're exactly right. You're not going to say no because it's there, and all you have to do is just jump in the car. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not going to put up with the ribbing and the uh, poking and everything else that would be going on if I just said no, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because I would be hearing about it if I ever said no. Yeah, that's a good friend. (laughs) That's a good friend. That's right. That's right. That was never even a question. Like, it was just, you know, which was the best part of it. On top of that, too, like I say, because your your willpower tends to deplete a little bit throughout the day if you can do something earlier, 
you know, like I'll give you such a small example. One of my clients are constant with their training program and they're doing it consistently for the amount of days of the week it says to do it. Then we start talking about nutrition. So the first thing I always start with is water. You know, most people aren't drinking enough water and a lot of people have different problems with the digestive system. So I say the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a glass of water as soon as you wake up. And that's it. And they're like, well, what about this and the breakfast? And I'm like, no, I want you to focus on having a glass of water as soon as you wake up, and then we'll go from there. You can have some water throughout the day, you know, but your first habit is that. So making it convenient for myself, I bring my water bottle upstairs every night so that it's there first yep. thing in the morning. So I have to go all the way downstairs, get it, <laughs> then drink it. I can just drink it as soon as I wake up in the morning. Right. Right? So it's such a small thing, but it's done first thing in the morning. It's simple. It's convenient. It make, I want to do it because I feel so much better after after I wake up. Like yep. I genuinely do feel good after. Um, and then it's something now that I and I wasn't doing that for like my whole life, you know. But okay. because I started doing it now, it's a, a habit that I just I have to have water in the morning now. <laughs> good for you. Um, and then the last thing I would kind of recommend is just don't break that chain. So, you know, you're right with making sure that you have a buddy or a coach or someone that's holding you accountable because there's going to be certain days where your buddy didn't want to go, but you did. You know, you started getting used to it and you're like, I don't want to miss yoga class. Yep. So if you have someone kind of holding you accountable that way or, you know, a personal trainer or someone that's going to be the gym with you, Matt and I always go to the gym together. So, you know, the other day, I wasn't totally feeling it, and he was getting ready to go. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch you go. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you to <laughs> get there, right? So, but with that, it just maintains consistency because you're not breaking the chain. And, and that's what gets so, so tough in every single thing you do in life, whether it's fitness or business or anything. If you go for three days and then stop for three days and then go for two days and then stop for five days, it's so much more frustrating for yourself because you're on again, off again, on again, off again. Whereas if you can just try and maintain that consistency, then you won't have those days where you feel not so hot about yourself because you've quote unquote fallen off again. So to prevent that, if it's in terms of training, ask yourself on a scale from one to 10, can I commit myself to working out three days a week? And if you're like, "Eh, it's about a four. Okay. Then ask yourself, can I commit? myself to two days a week and you're like yeah that's actually about a nine so you're being honest with yourself and you know where you can start if it's a one day a week that you actually feel like you genuinely can commit yourself to then start with that until you make that habit give yourself three weeks it'll be more of a habit than it ever was and then you can start introducing two days a week cool yeah that's a great way to do it well then that way you're not breaking the chain and, you know, you're less likely to to give up because you're con- being consistent with it. And then you start seeing results, and then you start feeling great, you have energy. You know, it's all about how you set yourself up and starting out and doing things that you actually want to do. Right. Yeah, I think the whole idea of not breaking the chain and not – like if I made a, a goal of going to hot yoga twice a day, seven days a week – I would be. I would break that, like in the first day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I would never do it, right? So I think the whole idea of setting reasonable expectations is really important. Absolutely. You know, everyone's the same way. I've been an athlete my entire life, and I started on the program that I'm on right now. It was three times a week, and 
And I was like, that's perfect. And now that I've been doing it for about a month, then I'm more inclined to want to push myself harder and to go for more runs and things like that. Everyone's the same way. It's just, you know, what level you're at with implementing different habits. Right. And then, yeah, and then deciding what habits you want to focus on. I, I remember a friend of mine told me, you never break a habit, you you replace a habit. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I like, uh, you know, milkshakes. So uh, rather, and I've, I'm in the habit of having, you know, one a week or one a day or whatever it is, then don't say no more milkshakes because you feel depressed and all the rest of it, you know, because you can't have it and deprived. So, you know, have like a Vaisalus shake instead and mm-hmm. probably can't tell the difference, right? So have a healthy milkshake as opposed to one that's full of sugar and fat. Yeah, it's so true. And people say, like, they talk to me about eating gluten-free and stuff like that. And, you know, that must be so, so hard. But I had such a motivation to do it because I felt like crap every time I ate bread and pasta and stuff like that, like my yeah. stomach hurts and all that stuff. So, so much more of a motivation to do it. And, and once you start doing it, like I found... Pizza, I did not want to give up. So I found gluten-free pizza, you know? And so I don't, don't even really notice it anymore at all. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the nice things is uh, is there's, a, there's so much variety and opportunity to substitute now compared to 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, like to find something gluten-free 30 years ago was almost impossible. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, mind you, you do have to be careful because now it's such a fad that there's so much processed, not so good food for you out there that is gluten free, but that was just one example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Such uh, a bad. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's genuinely, like, that's what I follow. It's not only what I preach and tell other people to follow, but I, you know, start small, find something that you love, make sure that you're prepared, make it convenient, make it fun, and don't break the chain. That's right. Cool. So I think we should uh, take a moment to give some kudos to some of the people, or at least one of the people that you've been working with, and uh, kind of like our uh, weight loss in the mind uh, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something (laughs) that I was going to regret, so I had to stop myself. (laughs) I didn't want to sound too chauvinistic. That makes uh, sense. So you've been working uh, with Muriel uh, Lavallee. Yeah, Neve. She's a French-Canadian superstar. I was actually just got off the phone with her before I started chatting with you, and she's someone who's entered the bimodal competition that is finally over. The voting is over. It was a crazy, crazy week. Everyone that had entered that I'm friends with was like, this is ruining my life because it was so something they just wanted to do all day, every day, you know, get people to vote for them and um, a little bit distracting, but in an awesome kind of way. It, it, I, I don't see aren't official numbers, but I really feel like based on what I've seen, it doubled compared to last year. It was just a crazy competition and so, cool. so cool. So much fun. So Mimi entered, and she's actually lost like 50 pounds on the challenge. Her before and after photo is unbelievable. But the reason why I love working with her so much is just because of her attitude and why she's doing it. You know, she's so, so passionate about helping other people because she's gone and done it, you know, so now she can share it with everyone else and tell them what she did and help them get to where they are. But she came to me, Scott, and she said, I want Ninja Turtle six-pack abs. She said, I want your abs. And I said, let's do it. 
So she got herself, you know, she's already lost 40 pounds by the time she came to me just with the challenge and her own um, activities and motivation. And she started following the, the Run Your Life coaching program in conjunction with the challenge, and she totally has a six-pack now. So it's she been does. awesome. It's awesome. It's been so cool to watch her transformation, and she's just jacked up and hoping she makes it to the next round for the Vine Model Comp. That would be awesome. I know. Very cool. I'm very excited for her. So <laughs> That's great. So do you um... – Somebody else wants to work with you and maybe uh, lose 20 or 30 or 40 pounds and get six-pack uh, abs. <laughs> <laughs> what should they do? I guess I should let you know, too, that I the, Renner, or the Coaching with Nia program got a little bit of a facelift and a new name. So we're now called the Run Your Life Coaching Program, um, basically in honor of all these unbelievable women who have been going after their goals and going after their dreams and working very, very hard and then sharing it with other people, right? That's the most important part of my program is that everyone goes out there and inspires and motivates other uh, women and, and people to go and accomplish their goals. So you can actually just get in touch with me on my website. It's miasaitlebain.com. So it's M-I-A-S-T-A-U-B-I-N.com. Send me a message. Let me know what it is that you're actually looking to accomplish and what are you looking for so that I can show you what I offer and how I can help. And you can also download my app at uh, um, under my sauce and iTunes, and it has the podcast and all my different social media portals that you can get a bunch of free information from and see what it is that I have to offer and see if it would help you. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mia, for joining us and, and sharing all those great tips on habits. Now I'm going to start uh, changing a few of my more frustrating and uh, deep-seated habits uh, using your <laughs> advice. So thank you. That was great. You're welcome. And, uh, and we'll see you all next time, everybody. We're, we're doing this on a weekly basis, and we're going to be continuing for the foreseeable future, and we appreciate having you join us too. So we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. Bye-bye.